What is good, good everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bringing you very in- incredible guests, very dynamic. My guest today, she is originally from Bulgaria. She joined the Syracuse Symphony Orchestra in 2006, became a nurse, also the owner of three real estate uh, businesses, and is now an author of It Really is Simple, A Holistic Approach to Self-Confidence, A Practical Guide. Please welcome Alexandra Docheva. Alexandra, thank you for joining us today. I'm super excited for this conversation. Likewise, Diana. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You are incredibly dynamic. Talk about living (laughs) label-free. Oh, label-free. Well, I actually have many labels, but they've all combined into one integral part of a strange person, so I live with all of them. But um, I don't really care about labels. As soon as you accomplish what you want in your life without worrying about other people's opinions, you're good to go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree. I totally agree. Well, that's why we're here, right? That's why we, yes. we're on label free podcast. So I, I'd like to kind of just go through your story a little bit. So you came over here to from Bulgaria in uh, two thousand seven. Is that correct? Two thousand. I came 2000. here in two thousand. Yes. yes. Oh, on okay. a student right. visa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and, you uh, came, came here with a bachelor's, and then you earned your doctorate while here in the United States. Yeah, the master's and doctorate in violin I earned in the United States in 2007. I defended the doctoral monograph and I was a doctor of musical arts from Louisiana State University. Wow, wow. And then you became a nurse, so that was more schooling on top of that? Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, Well, that that happened in 2008 when uh, orchestras in the United States started bankrupting one after the other. The public support uh, faded and the financial crisis hit. And yeah. so I was employed with the Syracuse Symphony from 2006 through 2011 when we declared bankruptcy as well. Uh, but by 2011, I already had a job waiting for me in the ICU upon graduation from nursing school. Oh, wow. I went into nursing in 2008, yes, because I saw what was happening and I decided to take a big risk because I had no science base whatsoever. As a musician of 26 years, I knew yeah. nothing but music. And so I took the risk. I put myself through nursing school. I learned the entire science vocabulary that was required for all these prerequisite classes and then for the nursing classes. And uh, I started nursing as a professional nurse in 2011. And that was the year when the Syracuse Symphony declared bankruptcy. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that was smart for you. I mean, that's a lot of a lot of time, time in schooling, but like good. That was a good idea to shift your focus. Do you ever miss music? Because it's like a very different, very two different things. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't agree more. I miss music. See, I used to practice so many hours a day for almost 30 years that uh, because by the time I started nursing, I was already a musician for 29 years. And then I stopped playing because I immersed myself full time into nursing. But I listen to classical music and other styles of music, of course, um, every day. Practicing, I don't miss so much because, like I said, I put so many hours and I it's a, it's a sacrifice since childhood. You miss a lot of yeah. um, fun events that the kids in your neighborhood don't miss. And um, I did describe this, this in the book. It was very irritating when I was growing up. Kids were playing outside for four to seven hours a day, especially during the winter and summer breaks. And what did I have to do? <laughs> Practice the violin. So I was allowed a couple of hours, three hours a day playing with the neighbor's kids the other time as well wasn't allowed. So my parents didn't care that I wasn't happy that everybody else was playing outside yeah. and I was not. So yeah, discipline was instilled in me very, very early on. 
Well, I think that's a good, that's good quality to have. I, I don't think there's mm-hmm. any having discipline. So, I mean, why, why nursing? Cause that you went from being very creative and musical, mm-hmm. the arts to the, to science. That's like, wow. Two different sides of the brain, right? And because Diana, I had spent 11 years in college earning the bachelor's, master's and doctoral degree in music uh, in a profession that was uh, getting less and less uh, in demand and nursing is was and still is in high demand. You can be a nurse anywhere in the world if you're good. And the schooling didn't require more than two or three years. Um, I just wanted to have a job guaranteed based on the need of the profession in society. And I wanted to learn about the real world. I wanted to challenge my brain in ways that I hadn't before. And what was most interesting, because my parents were so concerned about this decision, very, very saddened, and they felt guilty because they uh, got me into music when I was a child. They were both musicians. And uh, especially my mother said, you need to learn math and chemistry. I said, yeah, I will learn math and chemistry. I'll study six to seven hours a day each subject, which is exactly what I did because I wouldn't have uh, scored my ace otherwise. But it opened my brain in a very different way. I felt like suddenly I was awake again and living again in a very different dimension. But Because when you're immersed into the same profession for so many years, especially from early childhood, it's great for the discipline, but it also limits you in many ways because I was in a specialized music school for 12 years. So we learned absolutely minimal science, if any. And this whole opportunity at age 32 opens my brain and my worldview so much that uh, I I will never regret that decision. And I knew at the time I would have deep regrets 30 years later if I didn't take that risk. So yeah, two different fields. And that's exactly where confidence is built when you try something completely different. Because I did struggle with the horrible lack of self-confidence for over two decades before all this started. Wow. Well, you seem like such a type A strong person. So like I me mean, and very intelligent to to like just go from one to the to the next. So I mean I give you a lot of credit for that. So let's talk you. about your your real estate businesses and then we're gonna get to the book. So what got you to investing in in real estate? Pretty much the same thing that got me into nursing. Uh it was a sudden uh fear of poverty and an urgency that my time was running out. So with the nursing, I wanted a full-time job. I wanted to go in the hospital or wherever that would never bankrupt because there was always need for the care for yeah. patients. But then when I started uh, the nursing career, there were just way too many nurses who were broke, flat broke, and they would not shy talk about it, even though they had this nice paycheck compared to mine because I was a new nurse and they were had much more seniority. So their hourly pay was significantly more impressive than mine, yet they were constantly talking that they didn't have enough money for this, enough money for that. Then I saw the turnover, then I saw the burnout, then I saw how uh, the corporations that were devouring hospital after hospital were treating the nurses and the doctors to some extent. And I realized uh, I'm missing something in this game and I have to learn to invest my hard-earned money because a 401k was not an option after 2008. We know what happened to people's retirements and look at what's happening now in the last two years. So you have no control over a 401k and then the fees that get devoured with all this money that you quote-unquote invest in a very ignorant way, it was not worth it. So I learned from a self-made millionaire. I um read six of Robert Kiyosaki's books before I jumped into purchasing uh, his real estate online coaching program. Best money ever spent, but I first had to make sure that he knew what he was talking about because 
you, you can't trust everybody. And there were all these pyramid schemes and uh, Bernie Madoff happened uh, yeah. around that time. So once I read the books, though, I, I thought I need to take yet another risk. I need to learn now the financial parlance, the finance parlance, which I was also very clueless about because I was a financial invalid. I understood that when I read his books and it bothered me that when I started reading, I couldn't understand 75% of what he was talking about in the books. Oh, and wow. I said, that's just not good. I need to make myself more literate financially. And then because he's so good at real estate, um, I got really engrossed into real estate really early into reading his books. And then one of the classes I took and then the second one was a specialized real estate class. And I started purchasing rental properties. I managed them. I love my residents. I can safely say that I probably now have the most affordable housing in Phoenix, in the Phoenix area, because I didn't choose to bank on my tenants and take their skin off, making them struggle for the rent like all the other landlords did. So tenants stay. We have a great mutually uh, respectful business relationship, and uh, it's been great with real estate. Tremendous learning curve. Yeah, (laughs) Risking, budgeting, uh, some losses, lots of gains. But um, along with the nursing, now I have this investment base yeah and i teach people how to do that because that is a perpetual way to i mean that is a way to a reliable way to build perpetual wealth yeah. and i also trade options in addition to that because yeah. you invest in several asset classes to be really uh, efficient in case one of the asset classes gets less favored by the market at some point you can then compensate with the other asset class that is uh, more favored by the market so things fluctuate all the time yeah and when you learn the, the permanence of the impermanence, you'll then learn to swim into this whole financial uh, chaos and create order out of it. What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Can we get a round of applause today? Woo! Today, I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. And let me tell you something, oh, it smells so good. My man wears this every day. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and use the code LABELFREE20 for 20% off and free shipping and enjoy. You know, I'm a big believer in in owning properties and real estate. We had two commercial properties and in, in mul- multiple like uh, residential prop- properties that we used to rent out. Excellent. And now mm-hmm. my my fiance and I my current my my current significant other we we've got properties too. So I'm a big believer in that. You know, so good for you. So now, well, oh, I, I, you know, here's one thing I want to talk about: martial arts. So you're yeah. you're into martial arts. I did martial arts for over twelve years. Yes, um, that was a big help for my self confidence boosting. My original lack of self confidence built over twenty years into a pretty bad stage fright. I couldn't perform the way I wanted to, um, but with martial arts, that helped me get out of the music and all this bad mental history that I had mostly created for myself. Yeah. I got out of this own self-created trap, mental trap. And martial arts helped because I had great instructors that were both national champions. And um, the way they teach perseverance, old school, yeah. you just can't, there is no way you won't learn from that. And that of course influenced all of my uh, other approaches in life and uh, mental um 
predispositions and control over mindset. It was great with martial arts. And now I'm a fitness freak. I My fitness routines are very, very steep. They are based on the black belt mentality that I learned while I was learning, uh, learning my black belt in uh, Shorin Goju Karate and the blue belt in Aikido. So everything is connected in ways that you apply it in every other area of your life. But martial arts is, I recommend everybody, especially women, every woman needs to know how to fight very well. It decreases domestic violence. It decreases fear, insecurity, and many, many, many benefits. Yeah, I'm a second degree black belt. So I did martial arts for about 20 years. So I I completely agree. When did you study? How long ago was that? I um, studied until 2017. Okay. From 2005, I believe. Mm-hmm. Nice. But um, in Arizona, because we were in Syracuse, New York, um, oh. my boyfriend and our master, their master, Greg Tierney, Hanshi, Greg Tierney, his incredible wife, Hanshi, Judy Mudafri Tierney, they were, they're now both 10th black belts and they are national champions. And for a long time, they were competitive fighters. They taught us all that. And then here, nobody taught their style. So yeah. I switched to Aikido, and that was another great um, opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, then I hit the fitness really, really hard. So I love fitness. Crazy routines I perform, and it's been really beneficial. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you said that you lacked confidence, which I feel is very interesting because you are such an inco- an accomplished person, you know, regardless of male or female, you've done an incredible, you've accomplished incredible things in your life. So um, where did this lack of self-confidence come from? It came from uh, the ways I approached my violin for so long, um, because I'm a very fast thinker. Mm-hmm. I expected of myself to learn the nice compositions and concerti and everything I was playing as, as fast as I think. Well, it didn't quite happen that way. So I was constantly in kind of a fight with my parents who knew that I was being mediocre in my practice. And when you were young, you don't listen to your parents very much. You want to progress fast, but I wasn't building a solid base. And then when I became older in my late teens and early 20s, that hit me with stage fright. So you have practiced already 20, 21, 22 years before you start applying for jobs and competing against 40 to 500 people for orchestra positions, depending how famous the orchestra is. Yeah. And you're delivering the way you really would expect to deliver after having had such great experience behind you for over 20 years. Yeah. And that's just a very bad recipe for um, mindset and self-deprecation and self-humiliation with any mistake you make, no matter whether in the practice room or on stage, especially on stage. So you create this self um uh, how you saw um, self-fulfilling prophecy that it's not going to w- go well uh, anytime you perform on stage and then you build this horrible mental history yeah. and yourself deeper and deeper into a hole. Uh, at the time when you do this, you don't realize what exactly you're doing to yourself. Yeah. Okay. That comes years later when you're out of this whole thing and uh, switching professions really helped because when I started nursing school, I was completely on my own. And I had to build a solid plan how I would survive financially through nursing school. And there was no more space for mediocrity, cheating, self-delusions. I had to be very objective and very clear with myself. Yeah, That was midlife crisis when you realize, hey, I've done something for 26 years. I have nothing to show for it. Let's do something differently this time and take responsibility. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So how long did it take you to really build up that self-confidence that you have now? 
it was about five years to create the plan or five more years to see the results from the plan. So I tell people it's not a quick thing. If, if you have, if you have um, put yourself in a bad position for over 20 years, you can't expect to fix this in one year right. because you have to build the experience. You have to go through the mistakes and learn from them and be okay with that. It's like that being in an abusive time. relationship, right? You know, you're in an abusive, it's like being in an abusive relationship. You oh my gosh, I can't of, even imagine. Yeah, I know that there know, are people so, who happen in these, they keep making the same poor choices just with different people unless they make a solid decision to break that pattern. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it thing. does take time. It does take time. And uh, it's like getting wealthy. It also takes time and very um, con- consistent planning and implementation of your plan and prioritization and discipline and accountability, all these things, by doing them, you know, you also build the mindset. It doesn't happen overnight. That's why getting rich schemes don't work because it's just really, it's, it has nothing to do with reality. And people look at the result. They don't see the iceberg, the huge part of the iceberg or the, under the surface. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. comes with every success. Yeah, very wow. true. Let's talk about your book. So we've kind of built up like the backstory of you, which kind of brought you to writing this book, right? Yes. So tell us a little bit about the book and how it's supposed to help people and you know what it means to you. Uh, the book. Do you have a do you have a picture of it? Do you have a copy with you? That you I can... have. Yes, I do. It's right here. Okay. It really is simple, a holistic approach to self-confidence. There's kind of a glare there. There you Practical go. Practical guy. There we go. Much there better. Go. There we go. Perfect. Yes. yes. So it's on the website www.holisticselfconfidence.com, ebook and paperback. Paperback available in the US, uh, ebook okay. all over the world. But the book came because um, people started asking questions. My patients were all constantly asking, How are you so like, 100% healthy? You are approaching 50. Um, you're so physically fit. And I told them, look, guys, my diet is one thing, the detox every day, the fitness every day, uh, four days a week for two and a half hours a day fitness. All this is combined. So as a healthcare professional, of course, I'm biased when I see how the healthcare system uses patients as commodities and uh, assets by keeping them permanently sick with chronic conditions that are completely reversible, not to mention preventable. Okay, so I teach this to my patients, but there is a system to that because you have to be uncompromising with your diet detox and fitness every day so this is a big part of the book is the health aspect of life then comes the spirituality aspect that you integrate with your health career and finances yeah career and finances being the other two aspects and then lastly the relationships so there are five uh, pillars of life that comprise holistic self-confidence if you have full control over these pillars and these are your health spirituality career finances and relationships yeah Okay, so then my investment mentees, of course, said, okay, so how do we start? How do we finish? How do we keep this project? And all this, uh, I realized that I do with my health, the exact same things that I do spiritually, the exact same approach with my career, how I'm going to be helpful to others while learning and increasing my experience. And then the finances, of course, is how you expand your financial base based on the work that you did helping others. And then finally, the relationships you pick to align with your goals and dreams, the people who you are surrounding yourself with, that's 100% your responsibility, who you let in your life and you who you let go of your life, out of your life. 
I, I completely agree with that. So you cover all those different things in the book to help people yes. find the correct path to help them grow, be healthy and financially successful. This is the same exact principle across the board with all these five pillars. It's a very simple principle that what is not simple is the applying it consistently. But yeah. once you switch your mindset in one area of your life, you will be able to apply it in the other areas because they're just as important. You can't neglect any of these aspects if you want to be holistically self-confident and fully in control of your life. I completely agree. I believe in having that balance in all those different pillars because that is really what makes you a very well-rounded and confident person. Yes, it does. <laughs> so it does. I, I love your approach. I'm, I'm, uh, we are definitely on the same page with that. I know you already mentioned it once, but can you please let everybody know where they can find you, connect with you and support you? Holisticselfconfidence.com is the website. I do have a coaching uh, opportunity there for whoever wants to be coached, but I tell everybody uh, the book has so much practicality to it. It's the most inexpensive way to learn. Yeah. Read it first. And then if you need me, email me at the email address that's there. But um, truthfully, it's a very, very, very easy read. And you can do a lot by just reading it. It may not even need my coaching <laughs> after that. I love it. You guys, I'll put the link in the show notes. So don't hesitate to go check Alexandra's website out and her book. So if you feel that you've connected with her and what the book is all about, go ahead and pick that up through Amazon, her website, wherever you feel comfortable purchasing it. Um, this is the time part of the show where I ask for any last words of wisdom or advice, even though you've dropped a lot of wisdom in this conversation. What are some final words you'd like to leave with the audience? Well, the final words, mm, be very careful how you approach the biggest problem in your life. The one that you're avoiding could be so big that you can't even see it. Ooh. But if you are truly sincere with yourself, you will find where to really start analyzing your current situation. If you're craving for a change and if you know that you could do much more with yourself. In my case, it was that I had spent so much time with violin that there was not even an option uh, at some point to even contemplate change because I had invested so much in my life. I was 30, 31, 32, and I started realizing that. And to me, that was my entire life. But yeah. you have 40, 50 more years and you can accomplish even more because you're much smarter now. So don't be afraid to find what really is impeding your development if you think that you're not where you want to be. And if you are not seeing it, that means it's exactly around you because it's just so big. You're saying, ah, it doesn't exist, but it actually does. And if you find that, you will change your mind towards it and you will tackle it with honesty and integrity. And you will you can accomplish anything that you can. And see, that was the other part why I put the book because all these things that I have done, I never thought I would be able to do. So if I can do this, I tell everybody, you can. There is no reason why you wouldn't because I was the most hesitant person at some point. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you for those last words. Thank you for sharing your story, Alexandra. You are definitely a very type A boss babe. You're part of my boss babe tribe now. So uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all of your pearls of wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate you too. Thank you. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe follow, like, comment, share, all those good things, rate, review, and I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.